0: y'all and welcome to another episode of the grit for 60 podcast utah edition my name is connor farrell you can call me tc and i am joined in person hey everybody it's uh tcj how are you pretty 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 good had some nice nice day out in the slopes and we also have a guest with us yeah he's been uh he's a familiar friend of the show uh you know tonight was the stadium series and we wanted to get uh you know, at least one team's uh, reactions to it and we know uh anyway uh here's our good friend uh brian baston uh brian how are hey, you i'm doing great how are you guys doing i'm doing all right we're both pretty tired but uh wiped out yeah long day on the slopes you uh, yeah both wiped out and literally wiped out so oh yeah, yeah. i imagine yeah, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> first time ever skiing oh man how'd it go uh pretty I mean was, okay when I say first time I went yesterday so this oh, is okay. I guess technically my second time today so you're but, a pro now oh yeah as as, <laughs> as Brendan can tell you uh, yeah it was uh... for, I got I got some air <laughs> oh I'm go, sure not 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 did not go great yeah that's how you start not how you finish don't worry <laughs> no that's how I finished <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's that I got some air landed on my ass and called it a day yeah um yeah. Anyway, uh, Stadium Series, uh Brian. Uh, obviously, didn't go the way the Preds wanted. But uh, how are you feeling? Um. Well, I mean, first of all, so a uh, little disclosure. So I should. I was going to be there, um, covering the game, which Powell actually may have prevented me from talking to you right now because mm. apparently reception at Nissan is a little rough at the that moment. Makes sense. But, uh, yeah. But um, you know, I will say that one thing. Nashville does put on a show i mean it's it's Mm -hmm. they said that back when you know they they made the the cup run and everything and they've had the all-star game um the what was then the nwha um uh nwhl uh all-star game as well and and they just you know it's everything that you would expect the nashville thing to be they got you know the team came in pulled by a tractor in a big trailer uh you know they all had leather jackets with band t-shirts underneath it it was a bunch of country singers. I have no clue who they are. They performed beforehand, so I mean, mean it was it's, names it's, I've heard. Everybody. Before. Oh, I mean, we saw uh, what Miranda Lambert and um, uh, gosh, what's his name? Uh, Dirks. Dirks Bentley. Dirks Bentley. Yes, he's a uh, property owner down on Broadway. So I imagine he was on the short list to get an invite to play. But uh, yeah, I mean, they put on a good show, and unfortunately, didn't quite end the way that that they wanted to. You know, it was kind of a story of you know whose big names were going to stop up or, you know step up and and rise to the challenge and unfortunately for for Tampa or for Nashville rather it was Tampa's you know they're some of their biggest players you know Kucherov's, uh, stamp coast and, and point um, you know between that and staying out of the box you know I think that was those two things were kind of the yeah. biggest difference in this game it was a Great game, I thought. As far as like outdoor games goes, this is Mm -hmm. high quality. Although then again, I am a Flyers fan and I'm just, uh, you know, I guess appreciative of getting to see two competitive teams play competitive hockey for uh, the first time in a while. Uh, for myself yeah it's nice to get that it's nice to get that I mean I'm not sure what's happened with Philly but oh we don't need to go there we spent too many pods talking about it (laughs) well Um, but just just if I can get one little note in just you know I love Ryan Ellis please take care of him wrap him in bubble wrap or something he's only played two games this season I don't know what else you want us to do I think we're shutting him down for the season yeah which is I think the best move yeah. I apologize for getting off. To po- oh, I'll, no, off, it's okay. Off the point there. <laughs> no, I mean, I kind of, I gave you the launching point for that. <clears throat> yeah. But like Brian, going back to your point though, I mean, it was kind of, I mean, I'm sure the NHL is very satisfied with this game between um, the environment and the fact that, you know, it's naturally put on a good show, but also like if you wanted a game to showcase your stars, I mean, the, yeah. you know, the big three for Tampa, Kucherov, Stamkos point all scored. Stamkos had a goal and two assists. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then on the national side, Philip Forsberg scored in there, um, You know, Tanner Janot uh, has to be one of the best stories of the season. I mean, oh, yeah. this guy who's basically a nobody heading into the year. Well, he's a um, rookie, isn't huh? he? he? Yeah, is. but he's 24. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh, he's an Artemi Panarin rookie uh kind of, but Artemi panarin was tearing up the russian league like this dude was playing in, like the echl like a year ago mm. yeah yeah so he's, he has a good story and thank you for that was a really nice segue because i've got a lot to say about tanner <laughs> um so yeah i mean he was actually he was undrafted um he got called up for nashville basically full-time last season after spending quite a bit of time in milwaukee uh in the AHL. And he's just come out of nowhere. He's a guy that they've told stories about in the locker room. He wins all of the strength training awards on the team. And he's really? done that ever since on every club he's been at since like the ECHL. That's awesome. Um, he's from, he was undrafted from Western Saskatchewan. And after tonight, he is still tied with Michael Bunting for the rookie leading goals with 18. Um, and what's really impressive, you know, he trails him in points. He's only got 31 points. And i I'm fairly certain. I'm not gonna look this up, but he, you know, as of a few days ago, he was still leading all rookies in fights as well. Um, <laughs> you know, I think everybody in the in the stadium was wanting to see him throw down with Corey Perry. Um, but you know, credit to Corey Perry, something I've never done. Uh no cheap shots that knocked anybody out, out of the game. So, you know, he almost, he almost scored a learned new trips. Yeah, and he almost scored a goal. And a penalty, talk so, about that part. You know. Yeah. But uh, but speaking of Janelle, though, I mean looking at him he, all, all season long, he's not been getting, you know, the, the hype and, 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 you know, on some, some ends of it, it's a little bit deserving, you know, he's in, he leads the team in penalties obviously, which is a big thing. Um, but he's a guy who has led the, the, you know, the league in rookie goals or, t- you know, spent tied with the lead most of the season. And compared to some of the other rookies that you see, like Anton Lundell, um, you see Moritz Sider, those types of guys, uh, Michael Bunning, uh, You know, Jano has spent 130, well, probably about 140 minutes now after tonight on on the uh, penalty kill, which is something that only his teammate Alexander Carrier, a defenseman who's also a rookie, has come close to out of those top numbers. You know, uh, guys like Lucas Raymond has 14 seconds of uh, penalty killing time. Uh, You know, Zegra, 17 seconds. He's playing, you know, Jano is playing about, let's see. I apologize. Uh, About 16, a little under 16 minutes a game, you know, compared to somebody like Raymond at 18, uh, Lindell at 16 and a half, Zegris at 17, and he's playing on the third, the third line against top competition. They're putting coach Hines is putting that line of him and Yakov Trenin and Colton Sissons up against the top lines of other teams and Mm. they're doing well. So, you know, the other thing that's really impressive to me is he's got after tonight, I think about 20 minutes of power play time all season long which is about, uh, about 19 seconds per game that he's played and he's got two power play goals. So, you know, he's doing it. Uh, he's doing it. it all. He's got a shorthanded now. Yeah. He's got a shorthanded goal uh, earlier this week. He's got this one. He's got overtime goals. I think he's tied for the lead in, uh, game-winning goals among rookies. So, you know, some of the, some of the analytics are, aren't as, as kind to him, you know, compared to the other ones. Cause the other ones are just, I mean, Zegris and and Raymond and Lindell are just fantastic talents. Uh, Bunting as well. I haven't seen as much as much of him, but you know they're fantastic talents. But Jano is, you know, he he does. He, I think he's voted fifth. I think in the athletics like midseason poll for for Calder, I, he just keeps scoring and keeps you know <laughs> getting points, and so he's eventually forcing his way into the conversation. Yeah, I mean it's one of those things where, like, frankly, in, in a story like this, I don't really care too much about um, like the analytics. I think it's just cool to see. It you know a kid like this getting rewarded for clearly what's a lot of work and um you know i mean if i was a 23 year old and i was in the echl i don't know if i would have stuck it through you know so <laughs> right I, you know it yeah. just uh the fact that he's at this point it is it's pretty crazy to me. i mean the nhl had him as one of nashville's players they they promoted quite a bit before the game you know they had created some yep. like a minute and a half highlight reel thing for him before the game I mean, he's he's on people's radars now. And tonight was tonight was the perfect time for him to, to score that goal and make sure everybody was watching, um, you know, put his name into the call to race. Yeah, it's interesting looking at Nashville's two goal scorers. You got one who is probably, you know, a guy who is, uh, you know, going to be part of the team's future. And then you got the other one who uh, Philip Forsberg, you know, what's what's the deal with him? Yeah, it's been it's been interesting. And a lot of a lot of things have popped up, I think, fairly recently. Um, You know, he's in the last year of his six year six million dollar deal that he signed, um, you know, five years ago with with the club. And he's due for, you know, a pretty big payday. He's looking at his teammate, Roman Yossi, who's making a little under nine point one million a year uh, for seven years, which is a huge thing. He sees Matt Duchesne, Ryan Johansson, both making eight million dollars a year. Um, and you know, this has been a guy that, you know, outside of a Pecorine or a Roman Yossi, he's been kind of the face of the team for a very long time. I mean, no one can forget how he got to Nashville in the first place. Um, but you know, he's coming up and, and prior to the season, uh, general manager, David Poyle had said that, yeah, they weren't going to be working on, you know, his deal with his, with Forsberg and his agent until after the season until about oh, two weeks ago when, when pressed about the subject again, and now uh Poyle has has publicly said on a couple occasions now that they're trying to get him signed before the trade deadline so you know they can get him done there's been some reports I think it was Andy Strickland a few days back who said that um Poyle was actively shopping Forsberg and then had to run it back a little bit and say no just you know he's gauging interest um so you know it's going to be a big deal and you know I predicted before the game that he was going to have a, I thought he'd have a little bit bigger of a game multiple points but you know scoring that goal that's just making me the, the paycheck get higher I think he's on uh that's his 28th goal of the season I believe and so you know he's having a career year his his career high is 33 I believe which is one goal off of the franchise record and so you know I imagine he's going to surpass that and probably surpass uh goals you know in franchise history you know moving up that record book as well so I still think he's a high priority for them to get to get re-signed I think prior to the season they had said that they were looking at Gabriel Landeskog's deal as kind of a model which was Mm -hmm. seven million for eight years which I don't think is going to happen um at least not that term Uh, I think maybe if they can get that price they may have to accept that term but uh you know he's probably going to go upwards of eight to nine million you know and maybe maybe a little bit more if they can get him for just three years rather than six and can i just throw out there too like that mustache fantastic mm-hmm. and with, is, with, mean, the, and whole stadium, said, with the whole stadium with yeah. the whole stadium series aesthetic going on oh beautiful mm-hmm. oh yeah i mean just not not mention this but he somehow managed to make it cool when he arrived to the arena i guess for like pregame stuff before they went over to the stadium he was, wearing, he was wearing like a Vespa or something with like a leather jacket on and a little, you know, little motor scooter helmet. And he still found a way to make it look cool. Nice. yeah. In my so. opinion, at least. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see that, but I can imagine. it. Let yeah. me throw this out there. I feel like I haven't had a good read on the Preds, like, I don't know, for the last like two years, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I feel like coming into the year, it was like they moved Ryan Ellis and got a whole lot of nothing in return um like they were yeah, already they kind of Fleet myers who's played more games than ryan ellis so yeah, well you know um, who's when who won that yeah, trade <laughs> yeah. yeah and then um you know they were kind of meh last year and they're kind of carried by sorrows down the stretch um, and i was like uh, not feeling too great on them and then i look at it this year and they're like you know, analytically, they're a pretty decent 5 5 team. And then you look at the standings and you're like, OK, well, they're 13th in the league and they would be, you know, um, well, they're in the, they're like the first wild card. They would be mm-hmm. second in the Pacific Division. Um, you know, so I, I feel like I, and I feel like all of this Philip Forsberg drama is just adding more stuff in there to the point where I'm still just like, I don't know how to feel about this team. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I felt honestly felt about the same as you did prior to this season. I thought this is going to be a team that, you know, was going to be missing pieces Was going to be missing Ryan Ellis. It was going to be missing some, you know, depth. I thought I didn't think that the rookie lines were going to continue to dominate as much as they have and for the rookies to play as much time. I mean, you've got guys like uh, Janot and Trennan, Philip Tomasino, Ellie Tolvin, and who's technically not a rookie anymore. um, Dante Fabro playing up on the first pair with Yossi. Um, just a mishmash of defenders, you know, third, third defenders and then Alexander Carrier, who, you know, has been another huge rookie, you know, he's been eating up a ton of minutes, um, after being a guy who I thought was a career AHL or for Milwaukee, um, you know, that's been kind of the story is that depth has pushed them. And then you look at guys like Matt Duchesne, Philip Forsberg, um, Mikhail Granlund, these guys who are making a ton of money are having career years. I mean, Philip Forsberg's having a career year. Roman Yossi's having a season that's, you know, looking a lot, you know, very similar to his Norris season and Matt Duchesne, who's scoring goals and, and you know, getting points at a really big clip. And so, you know, a combination of that and then Soros just being back to his normal, out of his mind self, you know, that, that's carried them. But again, like tonight, like we saw, you know, they lead the league in penalties and, you know, Saros was excellent early in the first half of the season, killing killing penalties. But when you're facing, you know, gosh, probably four or five a game, it feels like now, you know, you're bound to let one in. And a lot of times that's going to be the difference like it was tonight. Yeah, that's definitely not something you can do against the Tampa Bay Lightning for sure. That's right. Um, but, you know, just kind of looking at their lines uh, just very briefly, it's they seem to me like a team Um necessarily not necessarily has a whole lot of star power but they don't have a lot of like truly terrible players either yeah i mean i think you know Carey was a late scratch and they're missing uh mark borowiecki i think he has a, an upper body injury but i'm not positive um you know those guys he, him and benning have been very actually surprisingly good additions to that third pairing because that's been a weak spot for nashville for a while but I mean, you've got some guys that are borderline contributors like Ben Harper, Michael McCarron, who props to McCarron for going toe to toe with Pat Maroon for what seemed like five minutes. Um, not, <laughs> I, think, I think there were a total of three punches thrown in that five minutes. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, McCarron got him because he had a longer reach than Yeah, and, I, and I think Maroon was trying, but he could not reach. Yes. Yeah, I think I was, I was pleasantly surprised by the outcomes of the fights that we saw tonight, but... uh you know joe hansen knew that his only shot of winning that thing was knocking him over Tackling. as quickly as possible yep
1: <laughs> so. although when he but did yeah. tackle him he did
0: hit him in the head at the same time so like you know give him that credit yeah he's not a fighter you don't ever i mean the only time i've ever and seen Belmont him fight is... that i can remember was uh yeah i think the only time i've ever seen Johansson throw those gloves down is, is his good friend ryan kessler so Uh, you know, I think that that was, I didn't expect that to happen. I didn't think he would, he'd fight him back, but he did. But that's been kind of the, the mantra of the team is they're extremely physical under John Hines. Um, you know, he's trying to, he's working on getting them disciplined, taking less penalties, but they're aggressive team. And so that's kind of the, they're beating teams a lot, you know, on the forecheck check. they're, you know, when they're back in the, in the offensive zone and the other team's got the puck, they're pressing real hard. I mean, Tanner Janot, Yakov, Trenton, and those two guys I mentioned earlier are excellent at at being on the forecheck and really being really aggressive and creating, you know, opportunities that way. But, you know, you play with fire playing like that and, you know, going forward, I honestly, you know, taking penalties, at the same clip, it's not going to take Nashville very far to the playoffs if they make it, which I think they will. I think they're a playoff team and they're a good playoff team. Well, it, it, you could, you could do what the Islanders do in the playoffs and just commit as many penalties as possible because they're not going to call them all. And then you can get the advantages from those plays, Uh that would normally be called, but it's because the playoffs aren't called, right? I mean, it's it's a little difficult for Nashville penalties though, because a lot of them are pretty big ones. You I know, mean you got like a cross check right in front of the referee, yeah, and, and the, things like the cory Perry one was pretty, yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, you have to you have to be careful with that. But you know, it's just one of those things that if you know the sticks have stayed hot, you know, Forsberg shooting something like eighteen percent, which is you know not abnormally high for most players, not name Ovechkin and uh you know if you know usually you know the biggest criticism with Forsberg is staying healthy and and being consistent and he's been consistent all season you know if he can keep it up then you know a guy like that when you have star power if he can prove that he's you know a star power kind of guy you know that can carry a team through a playoff series even if they're not doing as well you know defensively or anything like that you know that's how Forsberg's gonna gonna make his money and you know I think the for him the incentive necessarily isn't to get signed before the trade deadline it's to play this season out mm-hmm. you know continue scoring at the rate that he's scoring and seeing how much money he can get so see the real key to that situation is if martin erat is available because if he is like you gotta you gotta get rid of of, of Forsberg, clearly i can give you an inside scoop martin erat was in the uh in the, in the building for the Pekka Rene, uh, Jersey retirement a couple nights ago. So I'm pretty sure he's available and also <laughs> weirdly enough. And this happened like two years ago, right after i started writing, um, Martin Neerat and I are friends on Facebook, which I'm not sure how that happened, but yeah, he just added me hmm. one day. I said, yeah, there you go. And so he's probably watching me. He's like, yeah, I saw, I've seen you talking, talking crap. <laughs> so <laughs> Is it Brennan trying to get you in trouble here? (laughs) That's right. Uh, Yeah. um, But I will say the one of the things I was happy with, um, especially because they were playing in a warmer climate, I heard it was pretty cold still. It was about 45, 46. But like the hockey was pretty good. You never know Mm. um, with these outdoor games. Like I remember when they did USA Canada and the World Juniors outdoors in Buffalo. And it was just like Mm -hmm. a train wreck. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it was just like... Uh, what are we doing here? Um, it was really impressive too, because this week has been kind of a disastrous as far as weather, or at least you would think so. Cause you know, we had a lot of freezing rain and a little bit of snow about a week, week and a half ago. And then it's been raining nonstop since then, but the cold weather has made it. So, you know, that water falling on the ice and it being cold has kind of helped it from melting. And apparently they've had crews out there taking shifts 24 hours, squeegeeing water off of the ice. Um, and, you know, for, for, I mean, let's just be honest for an outdoor hockey game in Nashville, Tennessee, I think they did a pretty, pretty good job. You didn't see guys losing edges too often or anything like that, you know, in the extended time in the intermission, because we got to get those country music concerts in, you know, that probably helped. Yeah, I was going to say that, um, you know, sometimes like the the weather conditions are a total mixed bag, like, uh, you know, like the Winter Classic this year, they were, it was, you know, clearly, you know, they were playing up in Minnesota Mm-hmm. Right. and um you know, clearly like the uh, temperature was not gonna be an issue right except it was because it was too cold and so they're actually like heating the ice underneath i believe mm-hmm. um so and then you know you've got situations like last year where they had to play the tahoe games like super early at night because of like the issues with the sun and like reflections and stuff or um, yeah. you know because you just never know about you know things went really well and i was i was really happy with that yeah i mean i imagine that you know they probably relied really heavily on like the grounds crew and like the titan staff you know they they they're really aware of you know where wind's coming from where the sun's going to be things like that you know having it be a night game helps tremendously obviously um but yeah i think that they they, they pulled it off i didn't notice any issues you know on the on the field around or anything like that and was it what they say 68,000 something like that I think 68,000 is what they said Uh, and I was looking this up just as a comparison to other NHL game or other NHL games apparently uh in the 2021-2022 season Nashville and Tampa are the two top teams as far as average attendance goes Uh, (laughs) and I'll do it uh, I I think a lot of that probably has to do with COVID regulations in those various areas but uh at the top, Nashville averages nineteen thousand people, as does Tampa. Nashville has a little bit more mm-hmm. compared to the sixty-eight thousand that were at this game. Yeah, I mean, I will say this massive. Yeah, I mean, if you look at look at like the top ten. 10- uh, outdoor games as far as attendance, you know, obviously they had 105,000 in Ann Arbor at the big house, you know, for the winter classic in 2014, but second place was the winter classic with Nashville and Dallas, like a cotton bowl with 85,000. So, you know, Southern hockey draws numbers. Uh, I think the only other, let's see the only other Southern, Southern hockey team besides Nashville, Dallas, and Tampa in the top 10 is no, that's about it. So, you know, considering, you know, you've got, you've got, dallas you know who you know obviously moved from from minnesota and, and tampa these are all you know fairly new teams that are in the league and you know in yeah. the heart of the south and they're and they're pulling numbers and that's that's pretty impressive for a, for a small market team like nashville i do one is i do think that for teams like toronto is down at 22 and montreal is down at 26 i think a lot of that has to do with covid reg- regulations oh in yeah those definitely. areas um but i guess more to your point like the tampa fans traveled well to that game i remember so i've got a lot of people that i follow for usf stuff and usf is in mm-hmm. tampa and it sounds like a lot of people that are still mm-hmm. in the usf area traveled oh, yeah, yeah. to that game in nashville uh yeah i did i like did my broadcast. final two years of high school oh go ahead and it sounds like the, the broadcast uh, also picked up the fact that you know all the tampa fans really came out here to nashville yeah yeah but I, heard, I think they had said about 20,000 Tampa fans were, were there good. which yeah it's really impressive and you know funnily enough I went to my last two years of high school down in Tampa nice um and and so yeah I had a bunch of people that I was supposed to see uh this weekend before I before I caught the virus um mm. uh that you know came up and you know I was going to ask you since you know you you guys are familiar with the area if how do you think it would go over having a stadium series type game at, at Raymond James? And we can take, let's take out weather. We have let's talked about this bit. multiple times. Have you? <laughs> I We, maybe not multiple. Well, We've I don't, I don't that know that if we before. specifically talked about Raymond James. We talked about No, because like, we talked about the dueling cannons concept. Oh, that's right. Yes. Oh, this is our idea. All right. So you bring uh, you Columbus bring Columbus, down, Columbus, And they bring their cannons. You somehow have a replica Tesla coil somewhere. And then you can also fire the Buccaneers cannons. I don't know when. Excellent. Uh, and the Buccaneers. So the Buccaneers fire off the cannons not just when they score. Oh no! Like they'll 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 fire it off when they enter the red zone mm-hmm. too. So my idea would be for whenever Tampa enters the attacking zone, which would be a constantly, <laughs> yeah, constant <laughs> cannon fire. Yeah. I mean, I think then, I think it would yeah, be yeah, really Lincoln. fun.
1: I mean, I mean really, imagine.
0: Yeah. yeah, having that during um during um Gasparilla, you know, having it around <laughs> that whole time. Befo brady stadium series i mean come on yeah. they only use the cannons during buccaneers games i don't know oh, why i'm sure I they'd guess, make an exception the, the, you know knowing vinnick i'm sure he can get on it yeah um, exactly that, that I, that's our idea is bring columbus down
1: at the very uh, i'm doing fully, fully co-sign
0: on that i love it. need to do it for goals like... get do it for goals mm-hmm. the anthem yeah, but you know The other interesting thing though is that the next game series is uh, also a Southern game because you got a uh, Carolina hosting it next year. Yeah, that's going to be cool. that'll be interesting to see. And I, as much as Carolina has been a thorn in, in Predators and the Predators fan side for a while now, it seems like you know I love watching that team play. I like the oh, stuff so that they do. Fun. And you know, yeah, it'll be pretty entertaining to see how they do that out there. Um, you know, I've Caroline- always thought that go ahead I was just gonna say Carolina would also be an interesting state for like uh, a like a, like similar like to a Lake Tahoe game mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure there are plenty of outdoor environments they could find yeah I've always those. liked the idea of, of doing the you know copying copying what we've done in years past and have have them play have them Nashville and Carolina play at, at like Neyland Stadium in Knoxville or you know put them at Bristol you know <laughs> let's see how that works out. Listen, uh, Brian. We need to do a Tampa uh, tent, or uh, Predators rematch and put it in the swamp. Oh, <laughs> <not gonna> <laughs> Good oh, why? like putting I mean, ice I, in there. I, I'm I was gonna say. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm just completely throwing away my personal bias aside. Oh, what an awful place for a hockey game. <laughs> As I said, I cannot, well, it might actually work because, like the, um, I feel like what the happens uh, with a lot of these stadiums, these football stadiums or baseball stadiums, is that they're built like the seats go out so much i don't know if you've ever been to bethel griffin but Mm -hmm. yeah it's a very vertical stadium So Mm -hmm. i think it could work actually no they're gonna do one in florida like that and it's not going to be in tampa you could do it like in orlando where the solar bears play Uh, but orlando is like the worst florida city yeah but i mean that's you're grading on a curve there you know if i'm gonna (laughs) be honest As, as somebody who loved being in tampa it, yeah i mean it is i mean i'm gonna lie with you it really is but <laughs> it's it's if, if i mean as long as we're in, it, i'm not going to give orlando credit for disney in this assessment <laughs> well i mean it's kind of like how i feel about nashville like i'm a guy who my family's all from tennessee i didn't get to move, move lived in tennessee until college and i i'm not a fan of country music i just can't mm. deal with it very much and you know you, ha- you learn, you know, it's a trade off. I'll take country music, in, you know, concerts during the stadium series game. They play hip hop mm-hmm. during pregame warm ups. So, I'll, yeah, that's my trade off. I'll take that one. I, I can I bite have, that bullet. I have strong opinions on Nashville country music versus. Of course. Like, yeah, good country music, I guess. Having, I you know, and uh, I, will, I mean, having that opinion is like one of the prerequisites of, of moving here because no one's you know rarely anybody's born here but moving here yeah as long as you say that old country music is better then, yeah 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 and i was gonna say uh this is totally different but i feel like also what really helped to tonight's game is that um like tampa to nashville is um very doable and Mm -hmm. like you might as well it's like the perfect excuse to like go to nashville anyway if you're a Tampa fan um so it's uh i'm sure it was it made for a really nice uh environment yeah. tonight at the game yeah i think the i if think you the lightning... jump on a on a yeah go for it i was gonna say if, if you can jump on a you know one hour flight to nashville and come to the bachelorette party you know capital of the yeah. world then yeah you have to do it I was, I was about to say i think the, the lightning are going to take their uh canadian tuxedos on one of those um traveling bars like oh yes, bars. like a yeah, pedal tavern. Pedal tavern, that's the word I'm looking for. You know, I've I've said for years, I'm like, I'm never gonna do that. That's what tourists do. Yeah. I'm 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 one drink away, like just at with a bunch of peep friends down on Broadway, which never really happens. But I I would I yeah, I'm pretty sure that I would jump on one given the opportunity, just because you know, you have to do it. You have to do it, and you have to yell at the tourist as you get as you cycle by and listening to Carly Ray Jepsen or whatever. <laughs> which if it was Carly Ray Jepsen, I might be down, but you know. Something like that. Uh, but they, they, they are spreading like the plague. Uh, I think the last time I was in Savannah, there were at least Oof. one or two. Yeah. I and I played. love Savannah. They did shut down the, uh, the driving mobile hot tub, though they shut that down i heard about this yes yeah i'm sorry i think there was something with his license what do you get you get diseases is what you get yeah yeah that's true i'm sorry as someone who lives in a town uh in in a ski town where hot tubbing is like a thing because you know it's cold right like you go skiing all day then you go hot tubbing, right yeah what do you need a hot tub for in nashville (laughs) i I mean what do you need a hot tub on wheels for that's i mean you have a hot tub on wheels that's the whole point I mean, the thing that the reason you have it is demand, I guess. Yeah, but if you're yeah, completely so, away from the hockey. Oh, that's yeah, that's right. That one of those games. <laughs> I mean, it's, so, that's kind of the it, point. Yeah. I mean, and it's 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 something. It's it's been a busy week in Nashville. And and I will say this, you know, getting back to hockey just for a short period, I promise. Okay. Uh, as long as it's only it's for a short big, period. Exactly. It's been a big week for Nashville, obviously, you know, they've had, they've been in full hosting mode for a week now, you know, they just a couple nights ago, they retired Pecorino's jersey. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think the prevailing opinion is that, you know, a lot of fans is we'll take the win, the overtime, the shootout win uh, against Dallas, you know, a division rival on Mm -hmm. Pekka's big night, rather than, you know, a a close game, a good game uh, at the stadium series. So, you know, I think it's a good trade-off. I think, you know, if you can't win them both, it's probably better to have the one where you're recognizing probably the greatest predator to ever wear the jersey. So, yeah. On the other hand, uh, I will say it probably sucks to have like, this big spectacle and, and like, build up to all of it and then lose. Lose like, on two power play goals. Yeah. To yeah Tampa. Just, like, that's the one thing you can't do. I mean – Tennesseans are, are pretty familiar with being let down in Nissan stadium this year. So <laughs> I can say that because, because uh, I'm not I, I laugh, a Titans a Jaguars fan. fan. I cry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, my Cowboys didn't do any, any better. So hey, uh, the one set that I heard today that uh, I think is interesting is this is the first win for a Tampa team in Nissan stadium. Cause the, um, well, cause the bucks the play, play, play there once every eight years. four. Yeah, yeah, so there you go. So, eat, eat it, Tom Brady. <laughs> hey, he's retired now. Yeah, okay. Sean King, or I'm trying to think of oh. uh, Bucks quarterbacks. Tampa legend, so Gators King. legend, Kyle Trask. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was former Cowboys practice squad quarterback, Kyle Trask, too, for a while. So you sure? So, I'm I positive. Think I'm thinking it was the, like a the, week or two. I'm thinking of, you're thinking of somebody else because Kyle Trask was like a second round pick. Are you, yeah. of, um, are you thinking of um, Tim uh, Luke Del Rio? No, nope. nope. I'm pretty or, sure. No, it was um, Austin Appleby. Hold on, I'm I'm fairly certain that his that he popped up on on Dallas's team for like. I'm, a I'm putting five dollars on Tim Tebow. It's not Tim Tebow. if it's Tim Tebow, I would have <laughs> I would have I would have broken down. So the man ruined my college experience. Well, Tennessee football ruined my college experience, but he didn't help. <laughs> um it's okay you guys are a basketball school yeah that's exactly right <laughs> okay I apologize we he, I, it does not seem that Trask played for the Cowboys no, so no. I apologize no I was gonna say the only like Gators quarterback I can think of was Moss um, Napleby, who had like a training camp thing or something with them for a little bit yeah um, now are we counting are we counting Cam Newton in this discussion no it was Will Greer no. that's who it was <laughs> oh Will, Will Greer was did, was he really uh-huh he's he's still with the Cowboys apparently that's a, that's a deep cut actually <laughs> very deep cut um, for people and for everybody except for people like me who just pick a pick a Florida quarterback in the last 15 years and they've beaten Tennessee they've beaten Tennessee so yeah, I was gonna say the uh, butterfly effect of Will Greer testing positive for steroids is still felt to this day <laughs> oh yeah that's right I forgot about that yeah. yeah, so that's yeah, crazy. Well, but, um, well, speaking here, I'm gonna tie this back in and get us ready. Are you, yeah, okay, here we so go. Ready no, for this? Here I was gonna it. tie it back do in, but do it. it. Do it. I was gonna say so, but no. Speaking, I can say I do. I was well, always a Tennessee fan, but I do regret not being there and supporting the uh, Tennessee Icefalls, uh, quite as much a club team in the what was formerly the SEC hockey conference. Um, you know, they're they're a school that's not known for hockey, so they go through their growing sure. pains. But they've been they've been kind of fun to see see grow and develop and. In my opinion, their jerseys are pretty slick. So Dude, there you go. Hockey. hockey jerseys are pretty elite. Oh, yeah. Like, mean, I've seen like the Gators ones. They're always really good. Um, they are pretty nice. I know, hate like the USF one. USF has some nice Oh, I'm sure. Jerseys. Yeah. I love USF. I love all of their, like, so good. Everything, all their logos and all their uniforms for most of their sports are pretty, pretty awesome. I think our current football jerseys are pretty meh, but every other sport has good jerseys. <laughs> yeah. Wild. So, here was the thing I was going to throw out there um, when it came to losing in an outdoor game was um, as a big Sharks fan we hosted uh, the Kings in 2015 in our season from hell um, you know that 2014-15 season and we lost 2-1 it was just like it's like looking back on it it was just like the cherry on top of a pretty craptastic season um, <laughs> so hopefully the uh, Predators don't do that and just like totally go into a tailspin heading down the scratch there. No, I think they'll they'll continue to to fight their way to you know a playoffs. I think that this the, the central is pretty deep. I know that the you know there's all these top teams from the from the um from the east, you know, up the top of the standings, but there's a pretty huge divide. I think is it the yeah. which division is it? Uh the Atlanta, like? Montreal. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's 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 a pretty huge spread there. but I think they're a team that can they've got the talent to compete. You've got UC Saros who has been tremendous all season long. He's still a top five goalie in the the league by pretty much every metric you can, you can find. And, you know, I think they'll, they'll, they'll pull, they'll pull, you know, into the playoffs, but unless they can really, you know, they keep the the sticks hot and they're still be able to score three or four goals a game, you know, and stay out of the penalty box. I think they've got a really good, to at least make it to a through a couple of rounds. Okay. Looking over your shoulder here. You're in the first wild card spot. Behind you, you've got the Oilers, the Stars, the Ducks, and the Canucks. Which of those teams? Which two? Which two of those teams are you most worried about passing you? Let's see here. So say those one more time. The Oilers have the other wild card spot, and they're behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, behind them are the Stars, and then behind them are the Ducks and the Canucks. I would not be worried about any of those teams, to be quite honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think Edmonton is going to be. You know, I don't think they're going to stay ahead of Edmonton very, very long. Mm. Um, uh, Dallas, I think, is going to be the one that, you know, that's the team that they battled all the you know last month and a half of the season last year, uh, you know, for that for that last playoff spot. Uh, I think they they played eight times and I think five of those went to overtime, Um, you know, and I think they're going to be the team that's going to play them the closest. That's going to, you know, probably I don't know how many games they've got left this season, but it's got to be three or four. Um, you know, those are going to be huge. And I think of all those teams, you know, Dallas is probably going to be the biggest threat. And then, you know, depending on how uh, my boy does in Anaheim, uh, Gibson, you know, maybe they could sneak in, but it's going to be a tough one. I mean, yeah. Los Angeles is having a, a great season behind uh, Quick, so we never know. See, I feel like Dallas is kind of the wild card there, but I feel like they're just going to sell at the deadline. At least that's what I think they should do. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I don't know, the Western Conference is weird um in the sense that like it's the opposite of the east where there's a bunch of good teams but like the playoffs are pretty much settled yeah um there's a lot of movement going on in the western conference right now but it's like after like the avalanche i'm just like what is happening here like i want to trust the knights but they're not healthy right at least right now um god knows you know i'm sure mark stone will magically be healthy for game one in the playoffs right of course um but like You know Calgary's been really good this year, but are they? I so are they elite? Uh, I don't know. Okay, what what country are the Flames in? Canada, Canada. I do not trust any single Canadian (laughs) team in the playoffs whatsoever. That's fair. No, don't you know that that Stanley Cups are won here in the South? uh I guess if we're counting, are we counting St. Louis at the South? That's a bit no. of a stretch. I can, I, I will say I can get sweet tea at a restaurant there, so I'm going to go ahead Ooh. and say yes. Ooh, I like that metric because it's not. It's oh, not, I didn't, I didn't try to order sweet tea while I'm here in I, Utah. I, I, I tried once, and I, I Dang immediately it. regretted it. <laughs> oh, and I, I went to Chicago last summer, and didn't. This is like my one thing is to go to a non-southern city and try to order sweet tea, and I. I've had two opportunities in the last last twelve months and failed both times. I, yeah, uh, I, I experimented with making my own last summer. <laughs> it's not too it's not too hard. Just you know, it's not. It just and doesn't and dump, a, dump a ton of sugar in there. It, yeah. just, it just just doesn't taste quite right. I don't know. I just use, tap don't uh, use tap water. Don't filter. Use tap water. that's super southern right it, there. It's either that. It's either just it doesn't taste right, or I just I think I throw too much sugar in there, and it just tastes mm. like sugar water. I've never, I've never, I have never heard of anybody saying that it doesn't taste like tea because there's too much sugar. That's, <laughs> I'm in disbelief. <laughs> Brennan, you should stop talking. <laughs> no, it's okay. Worse. It's all Do right. not all right. try to dig yourself out of this hole. No, Do no, I'm, I'm, I'm actually pretty happy that you didn't order any, any tea in Utah. Cause I just want to say, good. I just, this is for science. This is purely for science, just to see what would happen. Well, well, I mean, between the three of us, it's a secret. I won't tell if you just tell people you did. It's okay. <laughs> it's a good thing we're not like recording this or anything. Yeah, me, me, you guys, and the thousands and thousands of listeners. Oh yeah, well, let me show you our our listen stats. It will, it will blow your mind. Oh well. <laughs> um, hey, you gotta get it out there, y'all. I mean, I've I enjoyed listening to you guys. So I mean, oh, I appreciate and, and, that. Yeah, no, I mean, you guys have had me on. This what number three? Number I three. Think? Yeah, because hmm. I think we had you on in our first year, and then I had you on in the off season in twenty twenty. So this oh, is the got to be in the rookie season, the Calder season, the, yeah. <laughs> the off, wait the off season twenty twenty. Which one? Um, between it, well, I it might have been actually in before the bubble. Of, it might have been Smack dab in the middle of the bubble. Mm. I, yeah, I think so. I know that there was. I think it has been one per season so far. Yeah, That's, yeah. And I was just like wow. all the stadiums series coming up and need to record something. It's it's cool, like a tradition cool, cool at know. this point. So. Yeah, and yeah. I, I mean I would say that I there's no place I'd rather be than on this on this show. <laughs> wow. And if you guys haven't if you guys haven't done so already, you know, if you're just downloading to listen to me, which I doubt, uh, make sure that you're subscribed and you download every day and put it on every one of your players in your house and let it run a few times and help these boys out cuz they do a great job. Well, thanks. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, what's up, C? Well, uh, you were just talking about like how, how, you know, how much he enjoys being on our pod. I do want to f- turn it around to Brian and Brian, where can the listeners find you? Yeah. So you can find me at on the four check. Um, I'm the analytics contributor. and one of the editors. Um, you can also see my work uh, I do with a, a local outfit here uh, in Nashville, the Renegades of Puck. We do a uh, post-game uh, video show on YouTube at the Renegades of Puck, um, where I do my usually my one big stat, so maybe a two or three minute video talking about a big stat from the game. Um, you know, I was going to talk probably for the maybe fifth or sixth time this season about about Jano and his numbers again, uh, but that seems like I think that was my my topic last game too. So you know, it's get, he's getting hard to ignore. But that's where you can yeah. find me there um, on Twitter at Brian Bastin. That's Brian with a Y, B A S T I N for the last name. Uh, and you can see assorted nerd stuff like charts and numbers and all the things that take the fun out of hockey that's what that's kind of my specialty <laughs> that's our specialty too. that's right <laughs> um, and, and the but, flyers and the flyers uh, <laughs> uh, uh, i'm sorry only misery uh, yeah, they'll be good soon they're, 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 they Oh, we've no been news. saying that since 2012 don't no. even i uh, i i think they'll be all right no well, I mean the Sharks made the playoffs every year for forever and didn't win anything yeah. and then uh god knows when they'll be back. So they played the greatest uh over three overtime playoff game I've ever seen. So Oh, is that the is that the game that uh Pavelski's uh game winner was uh, was overturned?
1: There were, uh, there were a couple of uh like marathon been...
0: OT games in that series. Yeah, uh, th- I think I can't remember if that was the one. But I remember the one that ended at about 30 a.m. And then that there's that famous gif of all the predators jumping out of the uh the bench to to celebrate and half of them fall to the ice immediately <laughs> it's really good there's so. one from i think it was 2019 when the sharks beat uh, 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 uh might have been 2018 it was one of the series with vegas where um like mark edward blasting had played like 40 minutes in like two overtime periods um yeah you know, like, that's my boy like the sharks all celebrate and they're like you know piling over the uh over the boards or whatever and Blastic is just chilling on the bench, still just completely out of breath. Oh, I can't, I cannot imagine. I can't imagine. I 20 minutes of ice skating for me and I'm done. So it was like that five OT game with the Lightning and oh, the Blue right. Jackets or whatever that Seth Jones played like 70 minutes. Or something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Or, um, I was, uh, can you school? imagine playing Seth Jones for 70 minutes? Then there was um darnell nurse last year when uh they were playing oh. the jets in the playoffs and they just never took him off the ice yeah i mean sometimes I, if given the opportunity i think the predators would play roman yossi 70 minutes without without hesitating and he'd do it i mean he somehow that man would manage to do it i have he's something like 25 26 minutes a game and I, I don't understand how that man has the speed you know last 10 minutes of the third period and he's still out skating people you know everybody on the ice it's unbelievable to me how how talented he is as a skater well 36 year old brent burns is still playing like 25 minutes a night not all that well but he's still playing 25 (laughs) minutes a night hey you got to get that check somehow Well, especially with eric carlson out there just thrown over the boards whenever they can that's right anyway it's it's rough in shark slant but um Yeah. Anyway, uh, Brian, thanks for coming on. Um, well, uh, before oh, we close, I did sure. have one last thought. Um, looking at the standings, I think if I'm reading this correctly, if the playoff or if this regular season ended today, the Predators would have a seven game series against the Flames. and I think I would take the Predators in six. Wow. On that one. You are really going with your uh, anti-Canada Look, bias here. Listen, <laughs> are you going to tell me that that you trust the Flames to win four games? I do. Um, you, you, yeah. I mean they kind of reeled off a bunch of wins lately. Yeah, I would I mean Nashville and Calgary both have 30 wins. Okay. What if I do Nashville and seven? That's I mean that's possible. And like Soros could just stand on his head. They can just Yeah, you know, I mean he could he could do that, but then I mean, they almost did to the hurricanes last year. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd say. I mean, they're they're pretty similar teams. Are two points, you know, two points of a difference. In Nashville's behind Calgary. They both have. I think Nashville's 163 goals. Calgary's 170. But Calgary's got 121 goals allowed, and Nashville's at 150. So, you know, see, now you guys have taught me back into Nashville and in six. So, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I it's until this team can can average less than two penalties a game. I don't see them winning that series. Okay. I will say, last thought that I had was the NHL is the only league I could put together a giant, like, spectacle game and have it kind of overshadowed by a 17 goal game featuring the, you know, the league's <laughs> biggest market. So I'd be lying if I didn't have that on at the same time I was watching the Stadium Series
1: because <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I just had to see happening
0: it. In this game, like, it's we the know game. the Leafs are going to the playoffs and we know Detroit is not, and there are 17 goals. Yeah, it's happening? That's it what was, people uh, want to see. It was uh what hold up i was looking at natural static for this earlier I don't know if, where is it it was 17 goals on like not even five and a half expected at all situations for <laughs> 12 goals over expected yeah i mean and for the red wings you know it's seven high danger chances compared to toronto's and 18 hey moral victory for the red wings at that point i i yeah i think most games are moral victories unfortunately well, I mean, right now I'm living in a world where losses are wins and wins are losses. So, yeah. Oh man, look at their their heat map. That's six goals right there in the in front of the goaltender. Oh, I could only imagine. That's Nashville, I think, had like two shots. in that But can area. we? I can't see the heat map. Um, oh, no, but it, it, is can we still see the goalie's crease? Is the that's always whenever we would cover the Winnipeg Jets, it was always can we see Connor Howlett's crease? A little, a little bit, bit. a little bit. Okay. A little bit, yeah, because I mean, there's, <sighs> I think they score the scorekeepers have all, most of these shots in front of the crease. There's like one shot, oh, gosh. On the line, but it's oh, we just pulled it up. Oh, god, yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Iserman's Eisman's already going to work there with his analytics department. I see. Well, I mean, not as much for Detroit. Well, so this I mean, would be Toronto. Oh, that'd be Toronto shooting. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah eh, they've, they've got nerds though, they've got their nerds. So, oh, I'm so, sure Toronto's got one of the biggest uh, analytics staffs, so it's not the biggest. I imagine so. so. But uh, yeah. Oh, look at that! Point shots work. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Why would you say that? That's a deep cut. <laughs> that's a deep cut. <laughs> Ooh, Not for the Maple Leafs. They didn't take that money, but Detroit yeah, that's, won. That's that's had one. That's why few. they won. It's quarter. It's quarter they, yeah, they had. Set, they they loved that right point, and mm. one of them went in. Yeah, I did. Already. Um. Yeah. So, uh, Brian, anything else you want to, you want to bring up, or? Um, no, I think that's, that's everything. Again, I really appreciate you guys having me on. I uh, know we, we, uh, we really appreciate you taking the time, um, uh, because, uh, I feel like our best episodes come with guests. So yeah, oh. some um, would agree. not that we're not entertaining on our own, but it's always nice to have an extra person <laughs> to hang on. I think we think very similarly. So it's good to have yeah. a, a third opinion in there. Yeah. And especially yeah. someone who knows like a team super well. So yeah, I'd good. hope so at this point, <laughs> I hope so. But I know this team. I I, I sometimes I, I doubt myself, but yeah, uh, I know that feeling well. Yeah. Everything I thought I knew about the flyers, I turns out I didn't. So <laughs> in this boat here. You could be on the coaching staff. Oh no, don't put that on. Well, maybe <laughs> yeah, I, could, there it is. I could at least do Mike Yo's job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe I, I could I, do I, Michelle tarian's job too. I don't know. Might be able to. Yeah. Yeah. Already. Well. Brian, thanks again for coming on. And uh, and uh, for the folks listening at home, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Ripper60Pod. You can follow me on uh, Twitter at BFEROL727. And you can follow uh, TC on Twitter at TC underscore 904. Yeah, if you made it this far, I'll 50 minutes of it. Um, you know, Thanks for listening and uh, have a cool one.